guys. Hello. Welcome back to another episode of Red Flags and Rosé. I'm Megan. I'm Kaylee. So it is nice to be back with you guys. We have a great episode in store, um, but we wanted to catch up on a few things before yeah. we get to that. Um, week's been good. I think we're going to talk about... <laughs> it's, it's less about how we are and what we've been doing. So funny enough... The other day, we were texting, or were we on the phone? Who knows? I don't know. Fuck, we talk all the time. So, and I'm telling her about this thing called brown noise. Yes. And I'm like, have you heard of brown noise? Because for those of you that don't know, brown noise is like white noise, but it's just deeper. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's more of like a fan whirring or like like in the car. Yeah. So it's just super nice and like soothing and it like helps with anxiety to relax you and just to feel good but anyways we found out about it on the same day separately we didn't know what the fuck it was but we talked about it the next day and we were both like no she was telling me about it and I was like Uh when did you learn about this and she was like yesterday and I was like what the fuck (laughs) I was like how the fuck did we find out about something so Random. I found out from TikTok. Same. But neither... We didn't send it to each other, so maybe... Oh, no. No, remember I told you... It was the baby... You were looking at baby stuff. I found out on TikTok. I was putting Maisie down for a nap, and I just turned Spotify on. Yeah. And one of those mini ocean songs or whatever that came on, like, sounds, it all had brown noise with it. I was like, what the fuck is this brown noise shit? Dude, I don't know if it's been, like, me having such a good week or whatever, but I have been listening to that to go to sleep. Because mm-hmm. I typically listen to ASMR or yeah. binar- binaural beats. Why the fuck was that so hard to say? But I typically listen to stuff like that when I'm going to sleep. And I've been listening to brown noise and sleeping so deep. Like, mm-hmm. my sleep app has been tracking that I'm, like, instead, I used to be, like, lines from where I'm waking up throughout the night. It's like a solid block with like one line of wake up. That's I'm good. like, this is amazing. So highly suggest that. But that life again. we have some book and movie wrecks that we want to talk about. We do. Well, shows really. Um, we can talk about books first. Yeah. Um, I am currently not reading anything, but I'm about to start. We. You're going to read it with me? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if you were going to do the other one first or well, finish it. So I started the We're All Liars or yeah. We're Not. I don't know. It's something like that. Obviously, she doesn't like it because she can't remember the name. <laughs> well, all the books sound the same <laughs> nowadays. It's like, it's, I don't know. But I started it in, it's just not got my attention. So I'm going to give it another like 50 pages mm-hmm. probably to see if it picks up and then drop it. But yeah, I will be starting that. I won't be far behind you. Yeah, I'm going to start. I think it's the court of thorns, thorns and roses, or something like that. Something like that. Obviously, you don't like it very much. If you, <laughs> I haven't started it. So I can't tell I you know. I like it. I just know people at work, and I have some family that's reading it. Yeah, and they're like, just like, if you like fantasy, romance, spicy, all, romance. Yeah, read it. Who doesn't? A Court of Thorns and Roses. I was right. Yeah. Yeah. By Sarah And then, well, I think people call it, like, 
a court because yeah. it, they're all different ones. So we're going to start the series and let you guys know. Um, shows. We were going to talk a little bit about Euphoria. Yeah. So if you don't watch it and you're going to, or you haven't caught up to where I'm at, which is the like beginning-ish of the second season. I think I'm on the third episode. Third yeah, I think I'm fourth. on the third. Third or fourth. So just skip ahead I, I don't know when to tell you to stop but skip ahead yeah so but, you were asking me yeah, you how go first. I well you were asking me how I feel about the whole Cassie and Maddie situation and I don't know <laughs> I don't know how I feel because like yeah it was super, people hate the way I feel about it it was super toxic mm-hmm. um the relationship that Maddie and Nate had mm-hmm. and I don't like that Maddie Put, or Cassie put herself in the situation that she did mm-hmm. for New Year's. But, I mean, I would have. I mean, fuck. That is a man. <laughs> that is a man. And if he came up to me while I was drunk as fuck on a curb, I'd be like, where are we sliding, baby? So, I understand. And she's young. Mm-hmm. But that's her best friend. And she was literally just at the homecoming dance agreeing that they were going to get married. Mm-hmm. Maddie and Nate. Like, mm-hmm. not much has transpired between them, like Maddie and Nate, since that time. Yeah. So, I, I think she is so, this is so deep, but she, I think she has serious daddy issues. And she yeah. obviously is always looking for someone to fill that spot for her. Mm-hmm. And someone like Nate, who's very protective and very masculine, is going to fill a lot of those voids that you're mm-hmm. looking for when you're looking to replace a father figure in your life. So I don't blame her. And overall, without being deep, I like it. I'm excited. I I haven't, I haven't gotten to it right now. They're hooking up every Friday. That's as far as I've gotten with it. So he tried to call it off. Mm -hmm. Now they're hooking up every Friday. Mm -hmm. And then I think what really made me okay with it though, is when Rue was, doing the narration and he just got the shit beat out of him by fez Mm -hmm. go fez um and i they were showing that life that he yeah where he was just he's like in love with her which kind of confuses me because there was no development there was no development of the love between them Mm -mm. but i do like that he just kind of felt that difference between the two maddie and cassie i have a theory about why i think he likes cassie so much Reminds him of Jules. Yes. Yeah. I She's think like, he is. And when you get closer, you haven't gotten there yet. But when you get there, you'll see why I think that more. Well, when he was envisioning having sex with her, that Jules was in that flashback. Yes. Yeah. But something else happens. Okay. Well, um, I was going to say that. I, but I loved the Nate and Maddie thing. Or Nate and Cassie. Yeah. I loved it. Not that I don't like Maddie, I think. I love Maddie. I love Maddie. I love every character. I do too. But they ha- it's dual edge for all of them. You know, like... But they were toxic as fuck. Yeah. And they were not together. Yeah. They were not together. No. Girl code. Okay, but the thing is, if you did that don't. to me... Oh, fuck no. I would fuck her up. And vice versa. But the thing is, it's not even over the man. No. It's over the betrayal yes. of the friendship. Yeah. But the thing is, 
they're so young. Mm-hmm. Like me now, I would beat the fuck out of you because this is a different stage of life. Yes. I would beat the fuck out of you then emotionally for the guy. Mm-hmm. Now would be different. Yeah. I'd beat you for a different reason. <laughs> You're getting beat either way. Just but. know. It would never happen. Yeah, we have it totally different tastes. But, you know. Totally different tastes in men. <laughs> never have to worry about never. it. <laughs> but. And you're married. <laughs> when she gets closer, so I'll watch the finale. Tonight. Tonight. Um, and then you'll catch up. Yeah. Hopefully. And then we'll discuss. And then we'll discuss what we thought because there's a lot of stuff that happens. Yeah. Between where you're at and yeah. like now. And it'll change how I feel about things. Yes. Yeah. And I'm going to just let y'all know the play episode, which you know what's coming up. Yeah. You've seen the previous, yeah. but. The play episode. Love it. Loved it. Yeah. I loved it. I was cracking up. Like, it was... Was that... It was deep. Yeah. But I just loved all of their different reactions to it. Oh. Yes. Is this fucking play about us? I love that sound <laughs> on TikTok. But um, other shows I'm watching, if you're on HBO Max, The Gilded Age, if you like... Old is it Renaissance? 1800s. Uh, no, it's just more of like it's like 18 or early 1900s, late okay. 1800s. It's about um, the Upper East Side in okay. New York. Ooh, so is this like vintage Gossip Girl? Kind of, and it's kind of like a Romeo Juliet situation. Okay, so I might check it out now that I'm watching TV. Yeah, it's good. I like it. Okay. Um. Obviously, if you're a Yellowstone fan, 1883 season finale tonight. I will not watch it tonight. I will watch it tomorrow. God, how do you keep comes up first, with all of always. this shit? God damn. <laughs> you're like, oh, seven more shows. Um, so the finale for this one is <laughs> like, bitch. But then all my shows stop at the same time. Oh, that like that's they all rough. Come out at the same time, well, and then they all stop, and then I'm like, oh, okay, I can live again. Yeah, my thing is, I wouldn't live that way. I would keep one show to binge after mm-hmm. my show's end or something, you know, like stagger. Because I like to be able to watch a whole bunch of episodes at one time. And then there's other days where, like, I literally started and stopped Euphoria one episode. I got like 10 minutes into it, but started and stopped five times because I just get into something else. Yeah. But I feel like with Euphoria, you have to sit and watch. I can't do something else while I'm watching it yeah, no. because so much is not spoken that happens. Mm-hmm. The text messages that you have to read at the bottom of the screen, body language between characters, 100%. somebody seeing something. Like You have to be attuned when you're watching it, which I like because it really keeps me like involved. Yeah. I think you're coming up on the episode where I texted you and I was just like, that episode, it stressed me out. Yeah. Like, I... And I binge watched the first season when I was on maternity leave. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was so excited when I was like, oh, I only have to wait a couple months for the season two. But now that I'm, like, watching this season, I have needed that week. And I know yeah. on Sundays... You couldn't I'm binge like, it? No. I would not be able to binge this See, season. See, that's my problem with it, too, because I watched... E- the first season really fast. Mm-hmm. I think the changer here, and of course I'm not very far into it, is Rue's sobriety. Her not being sober 
makes this all so much darker. Yes. Because you don't know. You it's scary every time. And mm-hmm. I mean like I just I hate watching that. And that's what I was going to say I don't like about this season is I liked her sober more. Mm-hmm. Her struggling with it, but seeing her just like literally taking fucking Adderall to not go into cardiac arrest. Yeah. That's a problem. Yes. So, it, I mean... It will, it'll develop. You'll get there. I know. Um, it just breaks my heart because it does. I do get really attached to characters, and I love her. But I also think it's good because when I first started watching, I was like, who's the whose high school is this? Yeah. Because it's not here. Right. <laughs> like, you know... But um, I think it's good because it's showing, I think this is real stuff that yeah. kids go through, especially now. Yeah. Like, forget the way they're dressed, forget, you know, all that shit. But, like, I do wonder about their dress code. Uh, true. True. And it only gets worse. Not even about the, like, adult, I mean, the kids, it's the adults. Those teachers, I'm surprised that that's not tied into this show, that one of them's not fucking a teacher. Season three, still. I know, I'm but like, kidding. I mean, but seriously, <laughs> you would think that with how. Let's ha- take bets. Cat. 100%. I could see that. Like, absolutely see that. <laughs> I, yeah. Yes. But I'm going to, I'm going to try to watch it with me working on my mental health and like trying to stay more positive and upbeat. It mm-hmm. might take me longer because I probably will need breaks from it more. Mm-hmm. Um, I can already tell. I've been struggling with watching and taking all of that information yeah. in at once. Um, but I did. It's helping me because I do have a really bad problem with watching shows where I'm like um, getting secondhand embarrassment or I don't want something to happen. So, for example, in season one, when Cassie's about to hook up with Daniel and McKay walks into the party, I had to pause. Mm-hmm. And take a second. I was like, oh, you stupid bitch. Oh, you stupid bitch. <laughs> and then I, I, like, I was like, okay, you have to watch. Because usually I would just skip to where the like resolution is. Uh-huh. Like, does he find out or whatever? Mm-hmm. I watched it through and I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I feel better. But I struggle. I struggle watching anything that makes me feel uncomfortable, uneasy, uncomfortable, like... Mm-hmm. God. I don't. I know. But you also have always been that way mm-hmm. where, like, I think I pick up emotion too much from things. Like, you could always listen to sad music. It doesn't matter what mood you're in, and it doesn't change your mood. Where for me, I can't listen to certain music when I'm sad mm-hmm. or if I'm in a good mood. I can't listen to that music either because it will change my entire mood. That's why I've been listening to Favorite Girl by Justin Bieber every morning. It sets the tone for the day. Oh, my gosh. Speaking of music, I was on my way over here. Yeah. And I turned on the Y2K on Spotify playlist. Mm-hmm. Y2K. And the song came up. And I was like, oh, my God. Just the Girl by the Click Five. Do you remember that song? Just the girl I'm looking for. Yes. Yes. See, the problem is... I was like, oh my God, what a banger. 
Oh, she's bitter sweet. <laughs> yeah. See, those songs, I can't even get shocked by them anymore because that's just my music taste. It's to go back and listen to that stuff. Mm-hmm. I'll binge all time low sometimes. Yeah. I'll listen to We the Kings. Oh, just I just dream. remember seeing them in concert. Yeah. I saw, I saw um, before Cassidy Pope was on The Voice, she was a part of Hey Monday. Yeah. I went and saw We the Kings, Hey Monday, and All Time Low in Cincinnati with one of my best friends in freshman year mm-hmm. of high school. No, it was sophomore year. But still, like, those are, I listen to that stuff all the time. But yes, banger. Yeah. But yeah, I can listen to any, anything. Yeah. Except for Screamo shit. That's uh-huh. where I draw the line. It depends. I can listen to some of that sometimes. Um, just depends on the mood. And not like death metal screaming. That's what I'm saying. I'm talking that. about like the vocals where they like go into screaming, like the emo pop punk kind of yeah. thing. I, I'm talking but about like death the metal. Devil Wears Prada. I fuck with that band and that's pretty screamo. So I don't know. It just depends but, on the mood. Love some dad rock too. Yeah. But some people are grossed out by dad rock. And you know what I'm grossed out by? Men. So now we're going <laughs> to... Sorry. What a smooth transition. Yeah, I was just, you know. <laughs> so today's topic? Ick. Ick. Yeah. Slash dating. So we're talking about dating, dating while you're married, uh, dating profiles, all of the shit. But right now, we are going to talk about our personal icks when we are dating. And I mean... Even when you're married, I'm sure there are times where you're like, man, if I didn't love him, that would be the thing I'd break up with him for. Because, I mean, honestly, (laughs) and it's so funny how an ick that sends you, like, "Mm," from Mm -hmm. one guy, when you are in love with that person, you don't give a shit, you Mm -hmm. know? So it truly shows you that icks are, like, your body just showing you more rejection for that person. (laughs) You're like, yep, no. No, gonna go ahead and say no to that but I actually posted on my story (laughs) (laughs) and I asked people what some of their icks were Mm -hmm. so think of some of yours while I share because you Um, you got to see this story so um some guy wrote this was the first one I got and he I agree with this 100% pet names too soon so if they, like, hit you with the good morning, babe, and you've been talking for, like, a day, I hate that shit because babe is reserved for me. Babe, baby, baby girl, whatever, is reserved for when you, like, are exclusively mm-hmm. talking to each other. You just out here calling everybody babe, baby, Probably. baby girl? Don't I don't like them. it. Exactly. <laughs> for the streets. <laughs> um, but there were two in particular... That had us in tears. <laughs> One of them said that he hit a light jog while he was trying on shoes in the store. <laughs> and just imagining it was so fucking funny. But then this one I agree with completely. Transition eyeglasses. <laughs> It is so minor, but it's major. (laughs) This is major. Like, as soon as we... We could have the best date of my life. We're inside. You got glasses on. I love glasses. 
we walk outside and the sunlight hits and those bad boys go so dark. Brown. We're out. You're blocked. You're Honestly, blocked before I even get in the car. <laughs> Honestly, though, they're bad. <laughs> they are. But they are a money saver. It's they a money, money saver, saver, a sight saver, <laughs> and it saves you from bunching your glasses, like your sunglasses <laughs> over your glasses. I've had to do that before. Because <laughs> it's too sunny to drive. But yeah, I'm just it also saved you from getting pussy. That's <laughs> what it does. Um, there are some really good ones, there but were. do you have any eggs you want to share of yours? Oh God. And then I'll share some of mine. Um, I don't know, like really off the top of my head, except for like, I just keep thinking of the fucking jog in the store. <laughs> <laughs> why? Bro, he, I just hit it. <laughs> just real quick. Yeah. <laughs> just testing to just see if they skid. Me, it just reminds me of the... I don't even know if it was on TikTok, but it was a video where that guy pretends like he's going to jog and he acts like he's running out of the store. Yeah, to steal the shoes. <laughs> and then he like, he's come, like, and he's already running back at him. <laughs> that was so funny. Um, probably. Ugh. Not tipping. Yeah. See, yours are reasonable. Mine aren't. <laughs> At all. Not tipping, amazing reason to be turned off by somebody. Yeah. I think that's a big one. I don't know. Tone of voice. <laughs> if you if you catch an attitude. It's coming right back at you. <laughs> it just just no. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm done. Go. Um, blowing their nose. <laughs> do you not blow your nose? I do, but it's like, <laughs> I don't know. It's an ick. Um. <laughs> okay. Note to self. Guys. Don't, don't blow your nose in front of me until I love you. <laughs> um, ears tucked into fitted or baseball cap. <gasps> Who does yeah. that? It's like this. Plenty of guys all the time. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, you be thinking of some wild shit, bro. <laughs> well, I just think of things that have turned me off about guys. I mean, a lot of them. Getting mm-hmm. out of the car and their butt cracks out. Tripping over an untied shoelace. I know. Look. First of all, you know your ass has done that, too. Look. I know, Megan. <laughs> the point is, these are dumb icks. Like, I'm not sitting here telling you, like, oh, no, I'm perfect. Like, I don't blow my nose. I know. You're misreasonable over here, and that's why one of us is married. Because I'm over here getting turned off by men blowing their nose. So. <laughs> um, the way they eat. Oh, do you not like Viking style? or? No. And I cannot, cannot deal with the lip smacking. I. Oh, my God. I will. Yeah, no. Straight come across the table and punch you. Me too. Mouth sounds in general. Oh, my God. My ex, I almost named him. I almost name him all the time. (laughs) But he would slurp at Um, the end of his straw, you know, like he'd finish his drink. And he would, like, look at me 
while he's doing it. He did that show on purpose. Well, yeah. If he was not doing it on purpose, it wouldn't have been funny. But he did. He just wanted to see me like. I know sometimes. And I would. Austin's trying to get my attention while we're eating or something. He'll just start smacking his food. And I'm like. Oh, God. Bro. Just call my name. Like, literally, what you're doing right now is asking for a divorce. It is. Like, and it makes me not want to eat. Yeah, like, I know. that's how grossed out I get. Oh, God, me too. I don't even want to eat anymore. <laughs> yeah, I hate that shit. And then, I don't know. Dating in general has been made extremely tough with these dating profiles. Because, y'all, these men's dating profiles are just atrocious. Mm-hmm. Well... <laughs> I haven't been on there in a little while. Yeah. But I just remember pictures, some of their quotes. But now, from other people, I have heard that you can put voice memos on there. Oh, my God. <laughs> my secondhand embarrassment thing. Strong. I can't. I can't <laughs> click them. I've started to because of the funny TikToks I've seen about them. Uh-huh. But, man, I... Just feel my asshole tighten when I like see the waveform <laughs> sitting there ready for me to click. I'm like, nope, can't do it. So for your pleasure, Kaylee's gonna go through some profiles. No names though. So Maybe. these are ones that I came across just in the wild, and I haven't sent any to Megan. The wild, but. I was at work the other day, mm-hmm. and this guy, like, it just says hinge match, and then it says their name has commented on your photo. Those are my favorite ones to click because I'm like, what did they say about me? Like, of course I'm cute. Like, I just want to know what they said. Male validation is a dangerous drug. But I, like, click it, and he's really not a, that attractive to me. But his comment is pretty toes. And I'm automatically, uh. But, but is he paying? He's not paying pics? for the toes. Oh. oh no, he. Sorry, he said toes are fire, fire, fire emoji, like three fire emojis. Now, I immediately go to my profile to see if I have other pictures with my toes in it, because I'm like, he's getting it for free. No, <laughs> one toe is showing in this picture. I'm not fucking with you all. Actually, it's like two. Look, his comment literally covers, but his comment literally covers the amount of toe that's in this photo. I remember that photo. And my full foot is in it in my Instagram, but, you know, the dimensions of the picture in Mm -hmm. Hinge cut it out. So I'm like, what the fuck? And so I go to his his whole profile. Oh, no. Not only is he 5'8", I'm 5'9", for reference. But he has a prompt that says I'm weirdly attracted to And you guessed it Pretty feet (laughs) I X'd that so quick I'm like I don't want these issues At least he's honest Yeah for real But one Tinder match This guy So there's these things called swipe notes on there Mm -hmm. Where people who pay for Tinder Can send you notes prior to matching Which I think is fucked up, honestly. I don't want to know what you have to say before. Like, if I'm not matching with you, like, I don't want to talk. Anyways, he 
commented on my picture and said, cute, I almost don't want to ruin you. What? Now, hold on. Ruin me how? And also, why does this make you almost not want to? Like, <laughs> he has unresolved mommy issues. Yes. I'll say that. But anyways, um, we don't have to read a whole m- bunch more because obviously we all know that men's trash. profiles are just trash. <laughs> but anyways, this guy, his bio is, if your hair is not a natural color, I'm probably not attract or I'm probably not attracted to you. He said gym and sushi, chess and chill. Chess and chill. Ooh. That is a man that doesn't deserve preferences, by the way. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> well, if you're going to be like that specific in your profile and like rude, he doesn't look like he goes to the gym. But he does look like he plays chess. Okay, that was mean. That was meaner than what I said. You're like, he doesn't go to the gym, but I'll tell you what, he does have a neck beard. <laughs> I wasn't even talking about that. I know. Well, <laughs> sorry to this man. <laughs> oh, God. And then there's this one that I just. I'll have to blank his face out and put it in the carousel for this episode. (laughs) (gasps) It's a photo. And he is totally naked. Other than his (laughs) headset and his gaming controller over his penis. Now, this is a funny photo, but someone had to take this picture. Oh, shit, you're right. I didn't think of that. Yeah. Who took that picture, bro? I don't know who took that picture, but I hope it wasn't his mother. He has the sheets like he lives in. That's exactly what I'm saying. (laughs) If a man has navy blue sheets and a navy blue comforter, run. Raise your hand if you've been personally victimized by a man who had navy blue sheets. Or plaid. Navy blue plaid. (laughs) Every man has had them at one point on God. I wonder if that's like a thing that moms are just like navy blue. Yes. Yes. Oh, God. I don't know. But dude, the man, I think it's they think that it's just (laughs) what they need to do as a man. I don't know. But um, this was another profile that made me turn my head. Um, yes. Oh, okay. Why are his nipples so hard? Look at how hard his nipples are. He cut glass, but he, he has like a, like a Karen. MySpace angle facing down, and his nipples are like out. But the, it's just the nipple head, like it. It's not even like the male areola is like, you know, hanging off. It's literally just really hard nipple. I don't know. So. The shirtless pic you don't want to see. His bio said, I'm 0.2 inches short of six foot and I work out. I have my own house. I have more than one car. Over 90000 a year. Go out west at least once a year. What do you bring to the table? 
If it's only your degrading good looks, no thank you. Your cat isn't a heckin' chonker. It's going to fucking die. <gasps> Anyways. I would like to see the numbers. Mm-hmm. The statistics of these profiles. Getting them matches? Yes. Yeah. I would really like to see it. Hinge, Tinder. Yeah. Get on that. Get get back to us because we're interested. But anyways, to get into the point of today's episode <laughs> of dating. Um, looks different for both of us these days. It does. And it looks different for me from what it looked like a year ago, mm-hmm. you know? Um, obviously I did re-download Tinder and Hinge after a couple months, I feel like. It's been a while. Um, and I still haven't really utilized them, really. But, um, I did put my Instagram handle in my Tinder bio. (laughs) And I've gotten... Shameless plug. A lot (laughs) of follows. And I mean, I don't follow them back. Mm -hmm. I rarely do, unless I'm like, damn, they're cute. Um, but when are they? If someone's going out of their way out of the app to reach out to you, they're rarely cute. Um, I will say that. And I should put this in my bio, but damn, if you don't think I will match with you, don't fucking DM me and get, follow me and follow me on Instagram. That's fine. But like some of these men just have some audacity on them because there's just no way in hell. I would ever. I mean, it's fine. They can. I'm just not going (laughs) to. I'm not accepting that. Like, I just can't. But anyways, I've gotten like probably over 100 follows. And then like some of them will unfollow after I don't follow back. Typically, they don't. So I've gotten a hell of a lot of follows off of just putting. That's good. Yeah, it's nice. But yeah, dating for me is. I just don't want it right now. Like, mm-hmm. I'm hoping by opening the avenue, I'll eventually find a, someone that I connect with through it. Because I'm not, I don't really put myself in situations to meet a whole bunch of new people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I need something. But there's just not many quality people on these apps anymore. And it's, it sucks. Yep. But like we tell a bunch of people, you're not going to meet them sitting in your house. So you got to have different ways to access you available. Yeah. But I'm not really letting them reach me, I guess. (laughs) Closed. Yeah. Closed door. But it's fine. Um, For me, Mm -hmm. it's hard. Yeah. It's really hard. Um, Especially with a kid. Yes. I think... It's very important to still date your spouse, whether you have a kid or not. Yeah. Um, I think a kid just adds another challenge, which honestly, we have enough babysitters. We have enough people to do it, like for us to go out. I think it's just us making the time to do it. And having the energy outside of work and the baby. And there's zero. Yeah. Um... Because like I said, I can't even fucking invest in myself. Well, I was going to say, I am single and totally alone. But I think it's because of how much healing I've done that I can feel this way. I don't want to invest in someone else right Mm -hmm. now. 
So I can't even fucking imagine what it's like when you have your life and a child and then you're still trying to like date your spouse. You're like, fuck, this is just another thing on the to-do list instead of actually having a good time. Yeah. True. But, um, we're getting better at it. I think we had, um, I think it was just in the last couple months, we had one about every other week. Mm-hmm. Whether, I mean, even like going to that charity ball. It's still. That we consider yeah. that a date night. I mean, I got dressed up. I went out. Honestly, I don't even you think know. it takes that, though. It doesn't. For me, it's literally just having the intention of spending time with yes. me outside of our regular. Yeah. Anything. Well, you want yeah, to go to Target so, and sip on fucking Starbucks and like literally. go for a walk? It is so simple. I think that guys complicate it, honestly, you all. Thank like, you. dates mm-hmm. don't have to be Ruth Chris. No. Dressed to the nines. I Take mean, me for a walk maybe. to the walking bridge, which for people who don't live here, we have like a bridge that goes between Kentucky and Indiana. Yeah. Let's go for a walk on the walking bridge and get ice cream at the other end of the ice cream shop. Yeah. Walk back. Date. Getting your steps in. Yeah. And a treat. Yeah. <laughs> And time together. Yeah. It's nice. Also, I was going to bring that up, too, because we have a lot of people sometimes that are like, oh, someone's watching the baby. What are y'all going to do? You going to go out? And right now, we don't really have the extra money to spend to go out. Yeah. And so we will literally just find a movie or we'll hang out. And sometimes we'll fucking sit next to each other. And just do what we can't do when we have the baby. Like, him playing Xbox. I'm going to scroll through TikTok. Exist. Or I'm going to, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then we'll literally just hold hands while we're doing our own thing. (laughs) But that's so nice, though. It is. Sometimes, and that's honestly the best part about finding a partner that you really just meld with Mm -hmm. is being able to be silent together. And, yep. like, not having to fill the silence. And it took me a long time to get there. It does. Because that goes back to when you were talking about, I think, in the last episode about chaotic life. Like, living a chaotic life. I have always had something going on. Yeah. So, I think it was hard at first to not find a problem between me and him. When it was silent, and I was just like, mm-hmm. "You're overthinking. You're filling the silence with like me? anxiety. Yes, like what did I do? Yes, but I think it's literally nothing. A huge part of the problem is um, actually Disney. Like we grew up with the fairy tale being like, oh shit, my bad, y'all. Um, the fairy tale being pushed on us, mm-hmm. like you think that love is grand gestures." You think that someone that loves you is constantly doing all of these things, writing all these love letters, and, mm-hmm. you know, no. In real life, love is quiet. Love is supportive. Love shows up for you. Mm-hmm. Um, it does the small things. And I think that that's actually much more romantic mm-hmm. is when the small things are done for you because they know you so well. Yeah. That's so much more romantic than once a year getting totally wined and dined. Yes. That's why I hate Valentine's Day. 
Yeah. (laughs) I mean, honestly, though, it takes the pressure off of people thinking that they can just do it once and then the whole year, nothing Mm -hmm. else. And this is a great quote that I want to just get fucking tatted on my forehead. If you aren't working to keep it, you're asking to lose it. Mm -hmm. And that is at every stage of your relationship. And that goes for men and women. Oh, yeah. Women are a little better at it. But we also take on a whole lot fucking more. And men get away with a lot of shit. Yeah. Lazy as fuck sometimes. Well, the fucking bar for men is in hell. It is in hell. And this is why, like, healing yourself and taking time to figure out why you're the way you are, why you need a chaotic relationship, why you need... Mm-hmm. A partner, why you feel like you need anything outside of yourself is so important because you end up having this standard that men have to meet. And it's no longer, oh my God, like he bought me flowers and he walked me to my door and he opened the door. And it's like, okay. That's why when men ask you what you're looking for, you don't tell them. Don't fucking tell them because they'll be it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Manipulative. Fuck. Yeah. You don't tell men what you're looking for when they're like on the first date or whatever. And it's like, so what do you what do you look for in a man? Like what do you like in it? And I will tell them, I'll let you know. Mm-hmm. Like, I will let you know. I have a vision. Yeah. And I'll let you know if you fit it. Yeah. Precisely. Like I will let you know as you're doing things what I do and don't like. Show. Precisely. And you should be affirming good and bad behavior. Mm-hmm. It's literally like training a dog. And I use this. I literally <laughs> compare men to dogs all the time because how you let them act in the beginning mm-hmm. is exactly how they're going to act. So if you allow them to just get away with everything mm-hmm. and treat you like shit and they see that you're going to like just let it, let it slide, let them mm-hmm. back in no matter what they do, they're going to see how much they can get away with. So I, that's really funny you say that because I know me and um, my sister. Mm-hmm. I'm married. She's dating. Right. We get a lot of flack from our friend group about how we treat our men. Not badly. Our men do not get treated badly, but they get called out for their shit. Yeah. Which is how it should be. Because you're not going to disrespect the relationship. You're not going to disrespect me. And especially in front of people. And I'm not going to get into like actual situations. um, But I think you can get the gist. Yeah. And you get like an example. We were at a party or something. And they did something stupid. Let's say that. They. Who's they? The boys. Okay. Our men did something stupid. We called them out for their stupidity. Right. They get made fun of because why do their friends say, why do they let us treat them that way? Why do we get to tell them what to do and what not to do? And I'm like, But if it was reversed, nothing would be said. Exactly. And not just that, why... Why can we not call people out for their bullshit? Well, it's because they feel emasculated. 
and I'm not saying that's an excuse. Oh, I know. I'm just saying, like, if you want to act like an asshole, you're going to get called out for it mm-hmm. and deal with being called out in front of your friends. I don't give a fuck who's around. Yeah. I don't. Act right. Because I know you know how to act. Yeah. Don't put on a show. Oh, God. Just because you're with your little friends. Yeah, and that's the worst is when they act different around their friends. Mm-hmm. Because you're like, okay, so you're a big baby at home, and I have to, like, play tickle on your back, and, like, <laughs> you're going to be that way at home, but you're all macho man when we're out with your friends. Mm-hmm. Like, no, bitch. You're not doing that shit. No. And I think that that's a huge reason why, like, you got lucky finding someone who is very much secure in who he is mm-hmm. and understands what you will and won't put up with and is okay with that. Whereas with me, it's taken a long time for me to even be okay with, like, losing someone because when you do have daddy issues or parent issues in general, really, even the mommy wound with this, you want to people please and you don't mm-hmm. want to lose someone you want to like you care more about someone liking you than you mm-hmm. liking them and it becomes an ego thing so I think that's the struggle mm-hmm. that you face yeah um back to just dating while you're married and with kids yeah. real quick um your kids need to see you have a happy, healthy marriage. Facts. And so you kind of have to put yourselves first as an individual, as a couple, everything, because they're going to base what they, like, how they date in the future or how they see relationships, it's going to be based off what they see at home. Yeah. How you allow your partner to treat you. Yeah and be showcased in front of them is what they're going to see as love. Mm -hmm. And some people, some children, won't take the higher road, kind of like we do, and realize that's not what the fuck they want. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And I mean, sometimes it's not even about that. It's about having to do the work. Yeah. And they don't know any better. They don't. They don't know enough to know that that's not what you want. Yeah. Because, I mean, I feel like for the next generation, it's going to look a little different. But Mm -hmm. for us, it's if they're married still, that is no matter what, that is the goal. Mm -hmm. The goal is to be like people who stay married. Fuck no. I would rather have a single parent home in some cases. Yeah. Hands down. Mm -hmm. Than some of the trauma that one I face. Between when they were unhappy and working through stuff. Mm-hmm. But so many people had it way worse than me and have to deal with that mm-hmm. for the rest of their life. And that's like, I feel like those kind of situations where like they want to be together and they're trying. I think that's kind of like a catch 22 for kids also. Because it's like, fuck, these two people are also on their journey. And it just sucks that their kids have to be fucking drugged through it. You know? Yeah, but that goes for anything in a relationship, period, as a parent. Um, Whether that's the relationship you have with your kid or if it's um, with your partner. Because it's like what we've said in our parenting episodes previously. 
parents are literally just people trying to live their life while simultaneously raising a human. Mm -hmm. And you're still going to be going through just as much mental health bullshit, just as many struggles with the added stress of having to provide for people. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, yes, you can be frustrated with the way that they act sometimes. And the trauma that they put you through is not necessary most of the time. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you have to give them that grace of like, we're all fucking human trying to just get through the day. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that sacrifices you being a good parent, a good partner, or a good person to yourself. Like Mm -hmm. you just have to exist sometimes. So like, it sucks. But I think that we are finding ways to cope for the future generations to not be nearly as traumatized by us being humans. Well, just learning how to communicate better. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. It's it's showing weakness. They mm-hmm. didn't want to let us know that they felt things that were unstable. Yeah. It's like, you know how much better it would be for a parent to come up to you and be like, I'm having a very bad day today. Mm-hmm. I love you. This has nothing to do with you, mm-hmm. but I need space. Yeah. And also teaching them that they're allowed to have space when mm-hmm. they need to process their emotions. Yeah. Can you fucking imagine if our parents did that? I mean, it didn't take me until meeting Austin where I was just, where I realized, because we talked about it, because he's the same way. Yeah. If we get in an argument or something. It doesn't have to be figured out right then. Yeah. And I always thought like. Me too. Fucking talk about it. But it's your why, anxiety. Why are you quiet? You know? Yeah. And both of us realized like we need time. Think about your emotions. Yeah. A lot of the time I'm still struggling to label what emotion I'm feeling immediately. Am I hurt? Am I upset? Mm -hmm. Like, where in the house of anger is it? Because it's never anger. It's a different emotion that you have to link to it. And you're like, well, I don't know what the fuck it is right now, but it is anger. Yeah. And I don't want to say anything that's going to hurt you. But before we move on to our next topic, just especially for married people, date each other. Keep doing the same shit you did before you got married. Um... I know we struggle a little bit financially. I mean, we get our bills paid, but it doesn't leave a lot of extra room to like. Yeah. No, you guys get are creative. You're comfortable. Yeah. Financially, it's more of like you just can't invest. Yeah. So in get dating. creative. Have movie nights. Yes. Go for a fucking walk. Go to the park. It's Do literally inten- being intentional. Yeah. Is what we're saying. Just be intentional with your partner. Yes. Um. And then, yeah. So, for me, I think the biggest struggle I've had with dating is I feel like we live in a dating world where showing that you care is a manipulated thing. Mm -hmm. Like, as soon as you show that you care more, that person manipulates that and preys on the weakness. And they're like, okay, like, I'm good. Like, they're not going to leave me. I can treat them however I want. Mm -hmm. And I think it's scary Mm -hmm. to date because you never know when someone is genuinely into you or if they're manipulating the feeling Mm -hmm. to get you to like them more and then take advantage of it. Yeah. And being vulnerable is scary. Over and over. in this day and age because you don't. And then sometimes it just feels like you wasted your time. Even though, in a sense, you need to go through those 
that journey. You need to go through those emotions and shit's mm-hmm. going to happen. But it's just like, fuck. Again. I would have seen this sooner. Yeah. Could have moved on. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think the whole thing is um, when you're single, it is so important to date multiple people until yes. you are exclusive and you've had the talk about exclusivity. And I think um, where a lot of people fuck this up is that instead of telling someone that they want to be exclusive, Mm -hmm. they ask because they don't want to get shut down by saying what they want. Mm -hmm. So they leave it open-ended. They're like, "Um, what do you want? Like, where are you at? So no one ever gets an answer. Yeah. And so, (laughs) well, the thing is, it's typically the person that is in less of a power position Mm -hmm. that's asking to define the relationship because they want to lock down the person that they feel could possibly flee. Mm -hmm. And so then if that person doesn't want to lock it down and they're like, oh, I kind of like where we're at, like, let's just figure it out. Then the person that is asking them to lock it down has to make the decision am I okay? Like, am I going to sacrifice what I want ultimately in order to keep this person around? Mm -hmm. Or do I want to put my foot down in nine times out of 10, probably nine and a half times out of 10. When you're in that position, you're saying, okay, because you make yourself feel like shit. Whereas if you would have gone into it saying, I want a relationship. Mm -hmm. If that's not what you want, that sucks, but I'm going to be fine. So let me know where you're at. You get your answer. And having a yes or no answer is way better than being left in limbo. Yes. Way better. Because then you can move on. And also, especially ladies, listen to this. (laughs) When you leave them because they won't commit to you and you show them that you're not going to stick around and wait for the bullshit, they will be circling the block. And they'll be coming back. And saying, no, 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 I'm ready. Mm-hmm. If they are a good fit for you. Yes. And if they're not, you just saved yourself a whole lot of time by moving on before you got hurt. So, it takes me to this quote mm-hmm. that I want to read to you and get yeah. your input. Um, this says, decentering men. Why you need to let go of men. You aren't unable to let go of men you are unwilling to let go of them you are unwilling to let them go because having one means something to your identity you are not full nor do you feel well unless you are being desired or partnered with a man or woman I mean it's masculine energy yes now truly think about this statement you do not feel like a full human a human being, unless an adult male wants to fuck you or hang out with you. This is how much the patriarchy has the world fucked up. You are so invested in men that your life collapses once a random person decides not to be around you anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And I had to take a look at myself for a long time. That was not an easy thing to work through at all because I really really fixed my identity Mm -hmm. on being desired by men and um, having someone want to date me at all times Mm -hmm. and having people want to blow my phone up 
And I got to a point where I'm like really hurt over people that I've known for two, three weeks. That's not even a portion of my life really, Mm -hmm. you know? And I'm really sad because they don't want me. And I'm like, okay, this is an ego problem. Mm -hmm. And the majority of the time we ever have issues in our life, it is your ego. But that can be for anything, too. Like, just how much... Because I went through it. I mean, before I met Austin, and still sometimes with him a little bit, where it's just like, you ask yourself, why do you need a man? Like, why? Why do we need men besides sex? Or that, you know what I mean? Which, obviously, I love men. Yeah. You need it for more than just that. But sometimes when they act a certain way, you're like, why the fuck do we hold them at such a high pedestal when half of them don't deserve that shit? It's only because of history. We're entering a phase of life where women, for the first time, don't need a man. Mm -hmm. I mean... My mom isn't even that old. Like, she's in her early 60s. Mm-hmm. And she has seen so much change since her birth in the way that men control life. Like, she, at a certain age, wouldn't have been able to get a credit card without her husband signing. Mm-hmm. You know, it. we're at a point where we do not need a man to even procreate anymore. No. Nope. And it's one of those things where it should be empowering because you can start to see where you can make a difference in your life Mm -hmm. and be independent and free of, this goes back to last episode or like two episodes ago, Mm non-attachment. You detach yourself from the outcome of what the man is doing. Decentering men allows you to do what you need to do for you and recognize that you do not need their approval at all, Mm-mm. their involvement at all. Like, unless you want it. Yeah. You get your shit together first and then want them in your life. Yeah. To enhance it. Not because. You need it. You need it. Yeah. Don't rely on them for shit. Ever. <laughs> I mean. Never put yourself in a position where you can't leave. Yeah. Like, that's 100% what you need to do at any point. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you've been married for 30 years. That person can pick up and go because mm-hmm. emotions change. And as scary as that is, it's also very empowering to know people choose to be with you. You're choosing to be with him. Mm -hmm. You can leave. There's nothing holding you back. So when you decenter the man from your life, the men from your life, it's so much more fulfilling. Mm -hmm. And I can say that as someone who is actively trying to decenter men because I have seen such a growth in the quality of my life since Mm -hmm. doing that. Like, I don't need my phone blowing up with messages. I actually prefer it not to be. (laughs) Because it's just I think not. It comes with age, though, too. It's like, just not meaningful conversation. It's not. I don't. It's like let's fuck. No. No. Like you're not gonna make me come. So why do I want to fuck you? 
Like, are you going to come waste my time? That's the only thing you're going to come do. Mm-hmm. Like, I just can't even understand, like, the guys who think that women need hookups now. Mm-hmm. It's like, honey, and we got so many toys. And if you do, that's great. Like, yeah, not, we're not putting down women in this no, situation. Do, do what you need to yeah. do, but it's just we have to quit letting men think that we need them in our lives. Yeah, and letting their opinions matter yeah, so that. much <laughs> because it's like I found myself so many times getting upset when I would post a picture. And then I'm like, man, am I like, are people going to judge me and think that I'm like easy, mm-hmm. you know? And then I'm mad at myself for thinking that way because I'm like, who gives a fuck if men think that I'm easy because they're all getting left on red in my DMs. So obviously I'm not easy because mm-hmm. you can't even get a response from me. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm literally... Some people are going to think what they want to think. Yeah. Regardless, so. It's like I post when I feel good and when I want to show that off. Mm-hmm. And it's like that story that I posted not long ago where it's like, when you see me popping out, it is not to get a reaction mm-hmm. or anything from anybody. It is to apologize for myself for losing myself for so long. And I lost my identity to so many men. I lost so many days of my life being sad over them not responding to me. Mm-hmm. I would ruin my whole day, a good day, because one guy wasn't responding to me. And for why? Like, yeah, they're out there living their best life. Exactly. But going back to, like, posting the pictures after pregnancy. Yeah. This has changed. Yeah. (laughs) But I post it. I'm posting more, more selfies. Yeah. Um, And you feel better about yourself, don't you? I do. And I posted yesterday mm-hmm. about being a mom. Basically you know, the highs and lows. Yes. Um, but there was a picture where I was naked, but I covered my titties. And I had this covered, of course. But it's just a side view of when I was pregnant. And I just loved that picture. And I have other ones that I took for, like, myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but at first I was like, I went back and forth like an hour. I knew you did. I did. I was like... I'm surprised you didn't ask me before you did it. Do I want to post this? But I, I feel like you... anybody. You would have known my answer immediately. That's probably why you didn't. I would have been like, bitch, why are you... I'm over here posting on my underboob. you better be joking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but I did. I went back and forth because I was like, do I want to post this? Do I want people to see this? And then I thought to myself, like, why the fuck not? Yeah. Why not? You know? The only thing so stopping did. you is you. <laughs> yeah. So I did. And you had a really good response. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of support that you probably needed. Yeah. So you know? here comes my OnlyFans. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, I would love if I would get that confidence. I really need to do that. But. It, the only thing I mean, stopping you is you. That's what I told you. <laughs> don't don't be me and me. But this is all to say that like it doesn't fucking matter what people think at all it ever. Doesn't. Because at the end of the day, if you are still able to pay your bills and nothing about your life has drastically changed, 
people's opinions don't fucking matter mm-hmm. like at all even if your parents are pissed who gives a fuck like it just it doesn't matter and like even i faced some kind of like uh i don't really want to post this because yesterday i posted a tiktok transition of my hair because i cut my hair short and i was like uh i don't know i was kind of cringy over the transition just because i I don't think of pictures as thirst traps. I think of those TikToks as thirst traps, though. <laughs> because, like, with a picture, it's how I look. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry if you think it's a thirst trap. This is just how I look, so that's on you. Sorry. But a video recorded where I'm putting effort into editing and shit, that's a thirst trap. No. But I was just showcasing my hair. So I was sitting there thinking, like, oh, do I really want to post this? Yes. And then I did because I was like, you know what? It's cute. I want to post more TikTok content. I don't fucking care if I get likes. Like, I'm totally trying to shift that narrative where it's like, I'm not posting to get mm-hmm. a response. <clears throat> I'm posting content I want. Mm-hmm. And if it resonates with people and you get responses, that's great. Yeah. Exactly. But. But I think a big part of dating in general is releasing expectations of other people. And focusing on what you want and what you need. Mm-hmm. And don't and, fucking make excuses. Yeah. For how they're acting when you know that's not what you want. Yeah. I mean, how they show up for you is genuinely how interested they are. Mm-hmm. People will make things work for you no matter what they have going on. Yeah. Like, they will if they want to. And I mean... The whole thing is you get to be as selective as you want over who is around and in your life because you have worked to get to this chapter. And before you start dating people, you need to get to a level where you are proud of who you are Mm -hmm. because you're protective of her. You become so protective of this person you worked to be that you are selective of who gets to witness that chapter that you work to get to. And... You can't make people do right by you, but you sure as fuck can make sure they're doing wrong by you as little as possible Mm -hmm. by getting them the fuck out of your life when they start. Yep. People don't deserve your motherfucking time. They don't. That takes me back to another quote. Another quote. Hold on. We gotta pull it up. Mm Mm-hmm. People will start understanding your value when you stop making efforts for them. Write it down. Okay. Yeah. To end, (laughs) I just want to say that it is hard to decenter men. I don't want you to sit here and think that we are telling you that it's going to be easy. I can only make it sound easy because I'm on the other side of the hard part. It doesn't happen overnight either. It doesn't. And you have to be patient with yourself. Mm -hmm. But the biggest thing that resonated with me when I was figuring all of this out was you are allowed to wait for the one. Mm -hmm. You are allowed to take your time and not date and or date and be selective, whatever. But what you will not do And I want this to be the voice in the back of your head when you're doing this and waiting around for a dumb motherfucker to act right for you. 
Wait for the one, but do not wait for someone to be the one. Yes. And keep that in the back of your head. Yeah. Because that shit is painful. It is way worse. And by the time that they start to slightly act right, you will be waiting for one small thing to happen. Yeah. And you don't even know it. You already went up but the door. one small thing will happen and you will lose all emotion for them because you've waited for so long. You've put so much on hold and they still weren't acting right. Like save yourself the time and the mm-hmm. pain that people like us, but particularly me have gone through um, and move on. By the time that you actually make the decision to leave because you're so fed up, you could already have been healed. And it hurts. And leaving an addictive situation like that is very hard. But the pain does not last forever. And you will be okay. And if a situation like that made you feel temporary highs that were that good, think about what it's going to feel like when you're in a situation where they actually are putting in the effort and actually make you feel good all of the time mm-hmm. instead of intermittently reinforcing In the behavior. So that's Boom. all I have to say about it. That's but it. thank you guys for tuning in. As always, please follow us on Red Flags and Rosé on Instagram. Rate, review, subscribe, share with your besties. We're on TikTok too. We are on TikTok and we're going to post more often. And we will be back with you guys next week. Bye. Bye.